It's Friday evening, it's five o'clock, and that can only mean one thing. That's right, it is myself, Aidan Raftery, and uh, I'll be with you for the next two hours for Friday Sport. We'll have, uh, but first of all, we'll kick off with uh, Premier League chat with myself, Aidan Raftery, and of course, as always, Martin Dunn. Hello, Martin, how are you? Hi, Aidan. We'll go straight into the results from last weekend. Leeds 4, Bournemouth 3, Man City 2, Fulham 1. Nottingham Forest 2, Brentford 2, Wolves 2, Brighton 3, Everton 0, Leicester 2, Chelsea 0, Arsenal 1, Aston Villa 3, Man United 1, Southampton 1, Newcastle 4, West Ham 1, Crystal Palace 2 and Tottenham 1, Liverpool 2. Aiden, you won the predictions. Second, first time in months. Oh, well, uh, since the opening day of the season. I, I just wanted to give Martin a head start, you know. Just uh, <laughs> So you got five out of ten, I got four. But actually, Noel beat you. He got six out of ten, so he's on, he's on form at the moment. So Aiden, you're on two, and I am six. So we'll just go f- through some of the key matches from last week. Uh, Chelsea nil, Arsenal won. Um, Arsenal are top of the Premier League again as Gabriel's close-range finish gave them all three points away to Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Uh, Gabriel deserved lead came in the 63rd minute after the Blues failed to deal with uh, Asako's corner. Uh, the Gunners created the better ch- chances throughout the match, including when it was goalless, but Gabriel Martinelli curled the shot over the crossbar and Gabriel Jesus failed to score with a diving he- header when unmarked. Uh, Tottenham 1, Liverpool 2, a superb Salah two first-half goals secured Liverpool's first away victory of the season in the Premiership. Uh, Eric Dyer's total mess-up of a back pass to his keeper gave Salah his second goal on the plate and obviously did not stop uh, uh, the England manager, uh, Gareth Southgate, selecting him for the England team. So... Uh, it's a bit uh, uh, fearful for England's chances when you see that defending. Yeah, and, and of course uh, Harry Maguire was uh, was uh, added to the squad as well. It's a very yeah. interesting uh, selection. Yeah, I'll come back to you on that. I will. <laughs> uh, Spurs missed uh, uh, Song uh, and were better side in the second half, and eventually Kane scored with 20 minutes left. Uh, Perisic uh, hit the woodwork as well either side of half time, but there was no comeback today for Spurs. That seems them sees them dropping to fourth below Newcastle in third. And I suppose I've got to mention uh, Aston Villa 3, Man United 1. So Unai Emery returned to the Premiership with a bang as Aston Villa manager with an impressive and deserved victory against Man United. Villa had not beaten United on home soil in the, in the league since 1995, first win in 23 league matches. The longest run in English history, but they all change, that all changed when they went 2-0 up after just 11 minutes to, and despite Rashford scoring on the stroke of half-time sweet victory was secured early in the second half to leave the Red Devils fifth um, some news there as well as you'll know Southampton have confirmed the appointment of Nathan Jones as the new manager following the second of Hasselhutl, um after the defeat there over the weekend uh, the Welshman Jones 49 has left championship side Luton Town to take up the role and has signed a three-and-a-half-year contract. Hassel Huttel, who was in charge for nearly four years, was sacked on Monday after Sunday's 4-1 defeat to Newcastle. Do you think there was a rash decision to, to sack him or has it been coming for a while, do you think? Well, they say it's been coming for a while, but I think... Uh, they're making a mistake there. I think um, so. He, he was still. Uh, I think if he was, if he was given more time, I think he could uh, pull it out. But you could say that about every manager when they when they get sacked. Well, the um, thing is that the guy they've uh, taken on the Luton manager, mm. um, he's left Luton before and went to Stoke. Yeah. And didn't do too well. And he, he got the job back at Luton. He's yeah. done well at Luton, but uh, I'm not sure if he's going to be the man for the job. But we'll soon find out. Newcastle's impressive season continued with a four-one win. At the Saints and the goals by Chris Woods and Joe Willock were the club's 11th and 12th. And that's a game I saw as well, Martin. Um, very impressive. They were very impressive against Southampton. Southampton just weren't at the races in that yeah, game. Yeah, and they're the 11th and 12th different scorers this season, more than any other Premiership side this season. Uh, as I said, the England squad was. Uh, um, uh, selected by the manager there for the uh, the World Cup. Uh, goalkeepers Jordan Pickford, Everton, Nick Pope from Newcastle, Aaron Ramsdale from Arsenal, 
Defenders, Harry Maguire, Man United, Luke Shaw, Manchester United, Eric Dyer, Tottenham, John Stones, Man City, Carl Walker, uh, Kieran Trippier, Connor Cody, Ben White of Arsenal, bit of a surprise as well, Trent Alexander-Arnold in the squad. Mm. Uh, there's about three... I'm, I'm not going to include Ben White because he has been playing well for Arsenal, but there's three players there I would question, Harry Maguire, Eric Dyer and Arnold. I don't know how they're in the team. Uh I don't know how Alexander Arnold. Like, are, 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 are they that stuck for defenders like that? They, uh, more so Harry Maguire, but there's better uh, defend. There is better defenders. Yeah, well, you're picking three players. That, uh, Harry Maguire is obviously had a bad season. He's just coming back now. Eric Dyer, you don't know what you're going to get with him. Arnold, I think he's just been average this season. Yeah. So it's. Uh, I'd say if we're not going to do well, it's going to be our defence that's going to be showed, sh- shown up. Midfielders, uh, Bellingham, Borussia Dortmund, Mason Mount, Chelsea, Conor Gallagher, Declan Rice, Jordan Henderson, Calvin Phil- Phillips, can't argue any of that. Uh, forwards, James Madison, c- glad that he's in there. Phil Foden, Jack Grealish, Harry Kane, Saka of Arsenal, Raheem Sterling, maybe surprising a lot of people, mm. been out of form as well. Callum Wilson, Marcus Rashford, uh, you know, so I'd question some of the defensive. Uh, what do you think of Raheem, Raheem Sterling, Aiden? Um, look, he, he is a good player. Like we've discussed this uh, loads of times about him. <clears throat> I, I don't know. Is he actually fitting in at Chelsea? Really? Um, hmm. Is it a different role? Is, is it a different role that he's playing at Chelsea than he was playing at City? But like when you look at City and the players that he has around him at City, I think the, the City. You know, when you pound for pound, and this, imagine, imagine how good he would have been with uh, with Haaland. Imagine, imagine them. You know, if the two of them were in the same the same squad, slightly different role. Um, it's hard to know, isn't it, with him? Um, mm. He's a good player, I suppose. At the end of the day, we're talking about the squad of players, aren't we? Yeah. So, but I I, I just look at the defence there, and I think uh, there's a lot of weakness there. Mm. I, I'm not concerned about the the midfield or the forwards, really. Uh, defence I would be very concerned Uh, EFL Cup matches third round during the week Bournemouth 4 Everton 1 Leicester City 3 Newport County 0 Brentford 1 Gillingham 1 Gillingham 1 6-5 on penalties Arsenal 1 Brighton 3 Newcastle 0 Crystal Palace 0 Newcastle 1 2 0 on penalties Forest 2 Tottenham 0 Southampton 1 Sheffield Wednesday 1 Saints 1 6-5 on penalties West Ham United 2 Blackburn Rovers 2 Blackburn 1 10 9 on penalties Wolves 1 Leeds 0 Liverpool 0 Derby 0 Poole win 3-2 on penalties and Man City 2 Chelsea 0 and then last night we had Man United come back from behind twice against the team that beat them over the weekend in the league Aston Villa 4-2 they beat them Uh, the Women's Super League last week we had Leicester 0 Arsenal 4 Liverpool Liverpool 0 Aston Villa 1 Reading 0 Man City 3 Tottenham v Everton was postponed West Ham United 4 Brighton 5 Man United 1, Chelsea 3, Arsenal are now top of that table just about, I believe. Interesting to see that all the away teams won uh, that week. Um, Premier fixtures for this uh, round of games, I calculated to be the 15th. So this is going to be so. This is the last round of the Premiership matches before the World Cup. Players could be already tired and focused for players going to the World Cup for their respective countries could be distracted for several reasons, including... Um, you know, the enormity of the event they're going to and, and trying to avoid injury as well uh, that could jeopardise their World Cup dreams. So this, uh, with that in mind, don't be surprised if there's, if there's odd or unusual results this weekend. What's That's your what thoughts, we, Aidan? Yeah, I, I agree. We were, it's something we were saying last week as well because it, it, it kind of changes the landscape of these games because players, you know, like, if, it wasn't, if the World Cup wasn't coming up, if it was just a normal kind of run of the middle uh, weekend where there was no international matches coming up I think you know players will be playing the normal game the whole lot uh, because the, there wouldn't be obviously no one wants to get injured but um, you know this, this uh, the World Cup is a big ev- a big event and uh, you know no one, no one wants to miss it so um, I think players will want to play but they'll want to not get injured that's kind of uh, getting the balance right there is going to be very tricky it is it's going to be interesting to yeah. see uh, especially, obviously, the players that's going, and of course, we're talking about several countries uh, around, you know, the world. So um, it might be obvious to every 
player in the Premiership we watched that who's actually going to the World Cup. But, but, uh, but you see, there's, there's another balance to that as well, Martin. It's when the World Cup is over and players are returning to their clubs. Mm. How many how many players will return injured? Um, you know, I think it's a silly it's a silly time of year to have a World Cup. At least at least kind of in summertime when the season is just finished. At least any injuries, you know, they have a couple of they have a couple of months, they, they have a mm. month or so or a couple of weeks to kind of get back into it and uh, you know for preseason. Uh, but this is like you know th- these players will be coming back from the World Cup and straight back into the Premier League. Or, and or, and uh, some some will be coming that could be coming back early as well. Yeah, well that's depending it. how far their the national team goes. So uh, it'd be interesting to see if. England do go far or not if they get uh, knocked out in the early stages then uh, which probably they probably should get through the uh, the first round anyway and we'd, lo- we'd love to we'd love to hear your your uh, opinions on that why not uh, send a send a whatsapp match or a text up uh, a text message to 0838599748 and we'll we'll read them out as well okay we'll go straight into the premiership games now this weekend as i said last round of premierships now for uh, over a month uh, Man City second at the moment are playing Brentford who are 11th Man City on 32 points twice as many points as Brentford they've only met twice in the Premiership and that was last season two wins for the Sky Blues and uh, City only one defeat at home in the Premiership in 21 matches City have the best home form in the Premiership played 7-1-7 B is yet to win in the Premiership away this season Brentford one win in the last eight Premiership matches Man City v Brentford Aiden. It's hard to look, it's hard to look beyond City uh, for, for this game, but they, they obviously they have a number of internationals now that uh, that won't want to get injured. So that that kind of mm, that makes it more interesting. That I suppose that brings it back into the scope for for the, for for the other team. But I'd still have to go for Man City. Yeah, so will I. And uh, next game up is uh, Bournemouth v uh, Everton. Bournemouth seventeenth at the moment. Everton sixteenth. Only a point in between them. Cherries and Toffees have played 10 times in the Premiership, all square, four wins each and two draws. Last season, Bournemouth did the double over Everton. Bournemouth, four defeats on the bounce and only one win in the last eight matches. Everton only one away win all season. Everton have failed to score in their last three away matches. Bournemouth-Everton, Aidan. Uh, I'm tempted to go for a draw, but um, I just think um, I, I think Bournemouth are, are quite good at the moment. I'm going to go for uh, I'm going to go for uh, Bournemouth. Okay, I will go for a draw. Then we've got Liverpool, who are eighth on 19 points against Southampton under new management. Um, We'll soon find out if this this is going to work or not. I think they should have kept them myself. Uh, they're 18th at the moment. Uh, Southampton, 12 points. Reds completed a double over the Saints last year. Saints only one win via the Reds in the last 12 Premiership matches, while the Reds have won nine. Uh, last time the Saints won at Anfield was in the Premiership in 2013. Southampton only one win in the last eight matches. As we mentioned before, the new boss for Saints, the former Luton manager Nathan Jones, questioned over his experience to handle the Premiership team, uh, and they should have kept faith myself in Hasselhuttle. But who who knows? Who knows? We'll see. Never, we'll know. see how he gets on. Liverpool, Southampton. Liverpool, Southampton. I'm going to go for Liverpool on this one. Yeah, I will do do the same. And then we've got next up is Nottingham Forest, uh, rock bottom, ten points against Crystal Palace, who are 10th on 19 points. Only met four times in the Premiership, two wins for Forest, and the two other matches were draws. Last time they met in the Premiership was April 1995 at Selhurst Park. A certain player called Stan Collymore scored the winner for Forest. Forest only one win in the last 12 matches, Aiden. Eagles have won three of their last four matches, so they're... Uh, uh, Vieira is turning it around at uh, Palace, so uh, Forest v Palace. I'm going to go for Palace on this one. I will, yeah, okay, and I will go for a surprise draw there, because I think Forest are going to start getting results. Tottenham, uh, fourth at the moment on 26 points, are playing Leeds, who are 12th on 15 points. Spurs and the Lily Whites have met 28 times in the Premiership, 11 wins each and six draws. Spurs completed a double over Leeds last season. Spurs have lost their last two home games. Leeds only one win away all season. But saying that Leeds have won two matches in a row for the first time this season. Tottenham Leeds, interesting one. <coughs> I'm going to go for, for Spurs. Um, 
you know, they'll, <coughs> excuse me, they'll, they'll need to bounce back after the defeat to Liverpool. Uh, <coughs> I think they're they're good enough, but it's, it's like I said for the for the Man City game. Um, you know, there's pl- a lot of players that are internationals play. You know, going for the uh, g- going to the World Cup, so that th- that could be kind of in Leeds' favour. Um, yeah, I'm still going to go for Spurs though. Okay, I'll go for Spurs as well. And then we got West Ham 15th against Leicester, who are 14th on 14 points, both on the same points. 14. Hammers took four points off the Foxes last season's season. Hammers lost three of their last four matches. Foxes have won three of their last four matches. So the Foxes have scored in every away game this season. This is a tricky one, Aiden. West Ham, Leicester. Yeah, I'm going to go for for lesser. I think you know they are they are starting to to uh, turn a corner, and it's a corner that needed to be uh, to be turned. Yeah, I'm going to go for Leicester. I'm going to go for a draw. I'm going for a few draws this week. Next time team is Newcastle, third at the moment, 27 points uh, against Chelsea, who are seventh on 21 points. Blues done the double over the Magpies last season, winning this fixture three nil. Toons have lost seven of their last eight Premiership matches v the Blues. Toons unbeaten at home this season. Only two other teams are unbeaten at home this season, Aiden. Who are they? Uh, Putting you on the spot again as usual. <laughs> two teams that are unbeaten at home this season. Who are they besides Newcastle? Um, Man City. Correct. And uh, let me see. No, not Spurs because Spurs were bet by Liverpool. Um, let me see. The clock is ticking. Newcastle. No, we've said that already. Oh, no, sorry. Um, no, I don't know the other two. Arsenal. Arsenal, yeah. Uh, Toons have the best defence in the Premiership, conceding only 11 goals in 14 matches. Only one less loss for the Magpies in the Premiership all season, and that was against Liverpool. Blues no wins in the last four matches and losing the last two matches. Potters Blues need to get back to winning ways, but won't be easy against the informed Newcastle. How's Magpies have won six of their last seven Premiership games? Aiden, what do you fancy here? Yeah, this isn't going to be a straightforward one for for Chelsea. I'm going to go for a draw on this one. Okay, and I am as well. Uh, Wolves uh, 19th uh, against Arsenal, first in the table, 34 points. Gunners managed a double over the Wolves last season. Gunners have the best away form in the Premiership at the moment. 16 points from a possible 21 points. Gunners have the best defence playing away, conceding four goals in seven matches. Wolves only one win in the last eight matches. Gunners one loss all season. Gunners have scored in every match this season. And the Gunners have won six of their last seven matches. Um... I mean, a Wolves going to turn it around. I mean, it could be one of these games they turn it around. But as far as I know, Aiden, you could, be, you might confirm this. I don't think their manager, who's been appointed, is taking over till uh, uh, St Stephen's Day. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be an interesting one. Um, um, Wolves and Arsenal. Who do you fancy? I'm going to go for Arsenal on this one. Yeah. I'm going as well. I hope I'm right on that one. Um, Because if I am, then Arsenal will be uh, top till at least Christmas anyway. Uh, Then on Sunday, we've got Brighton. Sixth at the moment on 21 points against Aston Villa, who are 13th on 15 points. Villa completed a double over the Seagulls last season, winning this fixture 2-0 back in February. Last time the Seagulls beat Villa at home was December 1980, a 1-0 in the League Division 1. Villa has the joint worst away form, two points from a possible 21 points. Villa not one away this season, Aiden. Mm. Uh, two new managers facing each other. Uh, could be an interesting match. Brighton v Villa. I'm going to go for Brighton on this one. I will as well, Aiden. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how uh, the Villa boss gets on uh, after losing to Man United last night as well in the League Cup. Uh, finally, Fulham, uh, ninth at the table, 19 points against Manchester United, who are fifth on 23 points. They've met 30 times in the Premiership, only three wins for the Cottages. Cottages not defeated Red Devils in any of their last 13 Premiership matches, 10 defeats and three draws. Fulham only one defeat at home this season, that was to Newcastle. Red Devils have only won one of their last three away matches. Um... 
hard to know what you're going to get with Man United these days. The win, the lose, the draw. It's hard to know. Yeah. Fulham, Man United. I'm going to go for a cheeky draw in this one, Mark. <laughs> right, I'm doing the same. Yeah. So we'll go on. We've got the predi- oh, Noel's predictions, by the way, as usual. No, Noel does not go for any draws, but he's doing well in the predictions lately. He's going for Man City, Everton, Liverpool, Palace, Spurs... Leicester, Newcastle, Arsenal, Brighton and Man United. So we'll just move on now. Uh, so, uh, like I said, the next Premiership match is not until St. Stephen's Day, Aiden. How are we going to survive? 26th of December. Seven weeks and one day. Uh, at least the World Cup is starting on the 20th of November. Uh, Qatar v Ecuador and finishing on Sunday the 18th of December. Who's going to win, Aiden? That's going to be an interesting one. And Argentina. Mm. Can France uh, can France defend their title? Well, or Brazil? I'd say be, I, I I go for either France or Brazil. It'd be kind of hard to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're they're definitely. Yeah, I, I I think it's a good chance for these uh, South American teams. Argentina, I, I think of... Uh, the climate, they're used to the Yeah, ice. and I think of Messi. Could this yeah. be his final swan song and win a World Cup? That's the only trophy he's probably missing. And the interesting one about about the Brazil team is uh, Firmino didn't make it. It's yes. a shame. He's a very good player, but um, I'm not surprised. And I'm sad for him in one sense, because not just because he's a Liverpool player, but I genuinely think he's a very gifted player. But he hasn't really been getting. He's been getting bit, bits of chances. Well, here he was injured, though, wasn't he? Didn't he come back from injury? Yeah, but he was on. He, he was. Um, he, he was on the bench for when he returned, so he wasn't. Um, I'm surprised you know, now. I thought he would have been in the I squad, would have but, as well, but then maybe the class of the Brazilian team is that strong that yeah, you know. So uh, yeah. So uh, I, I'll go in the World Cup. Oh, hard one to cont- you yes, know because of the the environment and the weather. It's going to be a hot climate. Yeah, ha- I, I, I'll, yeah, I'll go for. Uh, I don't know. Outside chance, Argentina and England. Interesting. Um, NFL, American football, Philadelphia Eagles twenty nine, Houston Texas seventeen. This is week nine results. They're still unbeaten. Los Angeles Chargers twenty, Atlanta Falcons seventeen. Caroline Panthers 21, Cincinnati Bengals 42, Green Bay Packers 9, Detroit Lions 15, Las Vegas Raiders 20, Jacksonville Jaguars 27, Indianapolis Colts 3, New England Patriots 26, Buffalo Bills 17, New York Jacks 20, Minnesota Vikings 20, Washington 17, Miami Dolphins 35, Chicago Bears 32, Seattle Seahawks 31, Arizona Cardinals, Cardinals 21, Last year's uh, Super Bowl champions, Los Angeles Rams, 13. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 16. Tampa Bay won it the year before that. Tennessee Titans, 17. Kansas City Chiefs, 20. And Baltimore Ravens, 27. New Orleans Saints, 13. So the top of uh, the uh, divisions at the moment after Week 9 in the AFC East is the Buffalo Bills, 6 wins and 2 defeats. In the AFC North, it's Baltimore Ravens with six wins and three defeats. AFC South, it's Tennessee Titans, five wins and three losses. AFC West, Kansas City Chiefs, uh, six and two. And NFC East, Philadelphia Eagles played eight, one eight. And in the NFC North, Minnesota Vikings, seven wins and one defeat. And then the NFC South... Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they've won four, lost five. And the NFC West, the Seattle he- Seahawks, won six and three losses. Uh, some uh, records were broken there recently in the NFL. Tom Brady breaks the 100,000-yard mark as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat LA Rams. So no one's actually uh, had uh, 100,000 yards uh, as a quarterback, so that's uh, some some mileage. It'd be probably a long while before that might ever be beaten. Week ne- 10. Ne- nearly about the same as that mileage as yourself when you were playing when you were playing for the match. Well, I don't think I could have, I could run as far <laughs> as that ball or go as fast, but uh, week 10 matches coming up. Atlanta Falcons v Carolina Panthers. Seattle Seahawks, the leaders 
of the NFC West are playing Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are the leaders of the NFC South. Uh, Denver Broncos v Tennessee Titans. Tennessee are top of the AFC South. Detroit Lions for Chicago Bears. Houston Texans for New York Giants. Cleveland Browns for Miami Dolphins. Jacksonville Jaguars for Kansas City Chiefs, who are the AFC uh, leaders in the West at the moment. Minnesota Vikings, NFC North leaders against the Buffalo Bills, AFC East leaders. That's, that's going to be a, a great uh, uh, fight uh, or battle between them two northern teams. New, New Orleans Saints v Pittsburgh Steelers. Indianapolis Colts v Las Vegas Raiders. Dallas Cowboys v Green Bay Packers. Arizona Cardinals v LA Rams. And Los Angeles Chargers, Chargers v San Francisco. And Washington v the unbeaten Philadelphia Eagles, who are, as I said earlier, the NFC leaders. So uh, that's it, Aidan. Thank you very much. No problem. Thanks very much, Martin. Thanks very much for the Premier League chat. The last uh, Premier League chat before the World Cup. But, of course, don't worry, folks, because there'll be plenty of soccer going on throughout throughout November and December. We'll be covering the World Cup, so uh, stay tuned uh, for soccer. And moving on to things more lo- soccer more local in the Roscommon District League. Uh, plenty of great, plenty of interesting results from last weekend. Uh, for the results from November the sixth uh, in the FAI in the FAI Junior Cup Round Three, St John's Athletic nil, uh, Strand Celtic uh, three, uh, Ballinasloe Town nil, Castlebar two. In Norio's Premier Division, uh, Castlery Celtic two, Sky Valley nil, and uh, CPA Jacks two, Moylock seventy nine one. Uh, Boyle Celtic 2 Ballahadreen 1 uh, in Division 1 then uh, Ballinasloe Ballin- Town B versus uh, Ballymore was uh, postponed in Division 2 Sky Valley Rovers nil, Glen Celtic 2 St. Coons Ahaskar 2 Rahara Rovers nil. Um, and going on to the Roscommon District Football League Women's League and uh, the Castlery Celtic nil. Uh, Boyle Celtic 2 Shivan Rovers 6 uh, uh, St. Coons Ahaskar United uh, 1 and uh, moving on to uh, th- then there's Kilcarran United 4 Balhadreen 0 and Colmanstown United 1 Balnasloe Town 0 so that's the uh, that's the uh, results from last week and going on to uh, Moving on to the fixtures for this weekend and uh, it's uh, it's mostly it's mostly all um there's kind of cup action as well, so we'll just go through those uh, f- the ones of us common interest. And uh, Clunfad versus K- Kinvara, uh, Glen Celtic, Glen Celtic versus St Patrick's FC, Craigmore, Gal- Clare Galway versus Ballinagar, uh, Ballinagar Manor. That was, was supposed to be on on, the Friday, on uh, Sunday, but it's changed to tomorrow. Um, Salt Hill Devon B versus Shivan Rovers. Uh, Ballymore FC versus Lockray Rams A, Colga Colga FCB uh, versus versus uh, Cam Celtic and Dunmore Town versus Athenry uh, Football Club C. And um, in the in the Connacht FA Junior Women's Cup second round, Shivan Rovers versus Salt Hill uh, Devon, Dynamo Blues versus Kilkern United. Uh, Carab Rangers versus Cam Celtic, Castlery Celtic versus Manola FC, and uh, also uh, moving moving back to Roscommon and District League matters. Uh, the fixtures for this weekend in the Premier Division: there's Sky Valley Rovers versus Balhadreen with an 11 a.m. kickoff. Moor United versus uh, Boyle Celtic with an 11 a.m. kickoff, and Moylas 79 uh, versus Ballinasloe Town with an 11 a.m. kickoff in the First Division: Dysart take on um, Roscommon United at 11am Rahara Rovers take on Dunmore Town B at 11am and finally um, Balhadreen take on Coleman's Town with a 2pm kickoff, and that is in the uh, Women's League so that's your that's you up to date with uh, this weekend's fixture last weekend's fixture uh, with results and this weekend's fixtures so um, as, as I normally say at the start of the programme I'd like to thank um 
I'd like to thank uh, Joe Bambrick for an- another great show, very interesting interviews and some great music as well to, to bring uh, bring back some memories. Uh, we'd like to thank him for that. You can uh, Don't forget to tune in. You can listen to us on FM 94.6 on the radio, on, on the website www.rossfm.ie forward slash live or indeed on the TuneIn app. And of course, as always, uh, like I said earlier, we'd like to hear from you. Uh, so why not text or send a WhatsApp message to 0838599748. That's 083 eight five double nine seven four eight and we'd love to hear from you and we'll read your uh, we'll read your messages out throughout the uh, <clears throat> throughout the show uh, we hope you enjoy what we're we're having for you uh, and on today so next up and don't forget as well this show if you can listen to it live it's also podcasted every Monday and it's available on the website rossfm.ie and uh, also uh, don't forget every Thursday is the GA view with myself Aidan Raftery and guests and uh, that's every Thursday from 10 to 11 and that show is also podcasted and available on uh, on Spotify so you can get it there and uh, yeah so coming to the interviews that we have today uh, next up we have as always um, rugby View with myself Aidan Raftery and of course Adrian Leddy from Craig's Rugby Club then we'll, uh, we have the first part of a two part interview with um, with, Matt, with uh, Tom Ward a local postman here um, for a man from Craig's and um, a postman here in Roscommon Town he, he took part in three in three uh, Dublin City Martins the last of which was uh, a couple of weeks ago and um so you'll be able to hear about all his pre- his preparations, uh, his inspiration, how he how he got from, uh, you know, from from couch to uh, to the Dublin City Marathon, and uh, you know his preparations and all that. So uh, and, and also what what inspired him, uh, we have decided to dedicate this interview to to um, to Archie Nocton from uh, Join Our Boys. Um, he found inspiration in the last in the last couple of uh, in the last couple of kilometers. Uh, um, he saw the Join Our Boys team and uh, he looked up to heaven, he said, and he, he thought of Archie. Um, so I think it, it's very apt that we, we think of Archie and we dedicated the uh, the podcast to uh, to Archie as well. Uh, may he rest in peace and our thoughts are with him and the family. So, uh, yeah, so we, and we also have Cassidy Cavaliers, um, how, the, how they're getting on as well, both the boys and the girls team and indeed the, the school team as well from Cassidy Community College. Uh, and also then League of Ireland chat. So all that and more coming up after this. Hello everyone, how are you doing? You're very welcome to this week's Rugby View with myself, Aidan Raftery, and the show is always kindly sponsored by by uh, Best Drive here in Roscommon Town. So now we've, uh, as, as always, we have um, Adrian Leddy from Craig's Rugby Club to take us through all things rugby. Hello Adrian, how are you? Good afternoon, Aidan. How's things? You well? Uh, yeah. So plenty of uh, activity going on in the rugby world, and uh, I suppose we we'll kick off as we do always with uh, uh, what's going on in uh, Craig's rugby. I suppose we we'll start off with uh, mini rugby and underage rugby. Yeah. Well, uh, the Craig's mini rugby is going from strength to strength with both boys and girls, and they had a number of blitzes, and they they have huge numbers, and. You know the the numbers of the teams coming to match up with with the teams and Craig's aren't large enough, so it, a, a decision has to be made by the mini rugby committee whether they they bring invite two teams uh, to Craig's at the one time. Now, in fact, uh, Craig's are going to a blitz in um, Mullingar, and they have invited a number of teams uh, to the particular blitz. So maybe that's a, a a way to go for for Craig's as well to to look at. Now it takes a lot of manpower when you have um, a number of teams there and looking after a lot of young boys and girls and fitting them out into the different age groups and teams. But, you know, thankfully we have the facilities that we're able to do it. Um, and But it's, you know, it's absolutely fantastic. At 10 o'clock there, people pulling in uh, for, for mini rugby every Saturday morning. And, you know, the, the weather isn't, isn't very kind the last couple of Saturday mornings, but still the, the numbers uh, have remained very strong. That's it, and it's great to see the enthusiasm and the support from, uh, from you know, by, by the players and the, their parents, and of course the community in general. And uh, it's a testament to their determination that despite the weather, they're uh, it's not to turn them because they they have that passion for the sport. Yeah, we absolutely, and you know, it's it's, uh, it's great that the the parents themselves are, are are bringing out the 
their their young sons and daughters there to to the club. Um, they they see the the reaction that the club is giving them and uh, their the enjoyment that they're getting out of it. So let's hope that we will have uh, future rugby players to to wear the colours of Craig's and, and age groups uh, up further the line, and also maybe some of them could become uh, further kind of players uh, like Dennis Buckley or so on, and maybe in. in get an international cap that's it and of course uh, we, we acknowledge also the great work that's been done by the, the coaches there and every, everyone in, in Craig's Rugby Club and uh, I suppose to the underage section now uh, things are going really well at the moment at underage level from uh, you know from under 12s or whatever or even younger upwards isn't it it is, yeah. You know that's uh, where the cut-off point is. One wants to get into the um, the fifteen-person game. Uh, the you know they're going from thirteen up and you know up to under eighteens. We have teams at every age level, so it's 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 a um, as you rightly said, like it's a huge commitment by coaches because coaches leave there on a Saturday or a Sunday uh, morning, and they mightn't be back until evening if they're travelling to places like Westport, Connemara, to Sligo. You know, it's a it's a full day gone out of, out of their time and you have to admire um, the the coaches that give of that time for for the the development of the of the youth and the development not alone in rugby but yeah for life in in many the way because like these la- lads and girls going away uh, to games it's a great experience in that there for them it's the new they meet new friends they're meeting in new areas they meet new teams you know some of the, some of the friends will remain with them for, for life and uh, you know it's a great achievement and you're right like we're going exceptionally well with you know the two, two teams that are under 15 and the boys and they're they're going going well there and on the 16s and you know right down and also the the, the girls that are on the 16 level and two teams that are on the 18 level they're they're proven to to get in a lot of rugby uh, at the present time and uh, they're, they're, there's great it's great activity and all all credit to the, the people involved and the coaches involved that's it, and uh, you see the coaches. I think that the angle they're coming from is, uh, I suppose they they give, you know, they they get back when they see the development of the kids and the progression of the kids. Uh, that's their that's their reward, and that's that's the thanks that they get. They love they love to see, uh, you know, they they love to see themselves playing their part in the future of rugby in the club and indeed rugby in general. I suppose uh, nationwide because. You know, you never know what from once they start at that money, you know, uh, mini rugby and then underage level. Who knows where they go for, for, for different players. But uh, it's, um, you know, they, they have a passion for rugby, obviously, the, the coaches and that, that's why they do it. So fair, fair play to them. And, uh, I suppose that takes us on then to the adults, the adult teams, the development teams and the first team. Yeah, 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 there was no first team out uh, last weekend. We had a rest weekend. Uh, um, the uh, second development team uh, had a game away to uh, Claire Morris and uh, um, played exceptionally well. Um, it was a great win for for the the second side. Uh, took on a very strong Claremara side and again under very heavy conditions uh, Claremara's pitch would be would be very heavy from uh, what Craig's would be used to but yeah they dealt with the conditions uh, very well and you know got some some great great tries and great to see a man like Mark Brandon uh, still playing uh, into his 40s and you know the, a player like, like Mark and um, you know there's a number of other uh, people there that just helps the younger uh, uh, lads along and uh, you always need that with uh, a second development side to, to to bring on the the younger players on the pitch because you can do so much on the line but it's just uh, on the pitch to get the direction and get the positioning and uh, to give them the the right encouragement so um, great credit to them it's uh, it, you know like it's great to have a, a second development side out like, like uh, that because they, they feed into the first team so this week um, um, Craig's um, first uh, travel away to uh, Monavay. Uh, Craig's are top of the table as we stand at the minute. They have uh, uh, full pints, full bo- with two wins with bonus pints. So uh, Monavay over the years have always proved to be a tough side and a tough side to Craig's. Now they are struggling um, a bit with numbers at the present time, but uh, you never you never can take any game for granted. So Craig's first will want to be up for the game away to Mon- to Monavay because they have passion 
business support uh, in in Manavay for for rugby, and uh, there'll be big numbers at at the, at the game uh, on Sunday and on Saturday. Uh, Craig's uh, second development team um, they play uh, or or um, our ladies boys club. Um, their team from Galway they play their their rugby in the in the sports scrum. So they'll be travelling up to to Craig's and hopefully the Craig's can carry on from where they left off against Clamaris and put up another great performance and and uh, get a result. It's you know the. Uh, I'd say that it will help them and help the morale uh, that uh, the coaches will be very pleased and maybe leave it a bit easier for them to, to get numbers on the pitch. That's it and we'd like to wish everyone involved in uh, Craig's Rugby Club all the best this weekend and I uh, hope you enjoy all the games if you're going to any of the games I uh, hope you have a, a good weekend and enjoy them and I suppose that takes us on to uh, Connacht Rugby and uh, obviously there's there's a kind of a break now with the uh, November Internationals going on and uh, what's uh, what's uh, any kind of news even though there's uh, like a weekend off is there any news from uh, Connacht Rugby? Yeah, well, they, you know, there's a, uh, we had a great program there on, on television. And, uh, uh, as I said, they, you know, this is the, the rest period, um, when the internationals are on, but it's great to see so many of the kind of players pulled into the Irish squad and they'll, they'll, you know, and the, the two men that played uh, last weekend, uh, Mark Hansen and, uh, Finlay Beelan, uh, they did exceptionally well. Finlay Beelan came on a lot earlier than he had hoped. Uh, uh, with Ty Furlong going, going off early and he, he's still up to the test uh, in, in, in this moment. So it's great to see kind of players performing at, uh, and Keane uh, Pendergast and other players that are uh, that are showing there at the present time. And, you know, like we have in in our neighbouring uh, clubs, uh, Buccaneers, you, you have a number of players there that um, uh, playing with, with Connacht and uh, you'd love to see maybe through time that some of them will will make it uh, to the international stage as well and uh, um, the Buccaneers themselves are going exceptionally well in, in their own league they're top of the, the table they had a, a great win last weekend with bonus point uh, against Malone um, this weekend um, they take on UCC uh, at home in Dubarry Park um, against uh, you know a good Cork uh, university side uh, the, you know they'll be up against it but uh, again we're on the radio so he seems to have put a good structure in place and they'll have probably a, a number of the academy um, kind of players uh, available to them this weekend. So that should help to, to, to strengthen the, the team for, for Buccaneers and for Eddie. And their second squad uh, will be welcoming uh, the strong team from Clifton and Connemara uh, to Dubarry Park as well. So Buccaneer seconds will have a, a tough outing against uh, Connemara. Uh, and, you know, their they're club is going well at the moment. Carrick and Shannon uh, continues well in, in, in their league. Uh, they, you know, they're, they're uh, feeling very well at, um, at, uh, at uh, junior level and going, going well in the, the competitions and, and also down through uh, the youth teams as well. So uh, all credit to Carrick. Uh, they, they're, you know, have difficult, uh, difficulty with the ground conditions and that they are at the present time. They, they only, you know, not so long ago reseeded the pitch and hopefully that that will develop um, into into a good ground for, for them. But the, the weather is, uh, you know, creating a problem on on grass pitches uh, over, over the last couple of weeks because like rugby uh, takes takes its toll on, on, on pitches. But let's hope that all the games will will uh, go well and I suppose that moving on from that Aidan um, as you say the, the, you know when I mentioned the people coming from books to Connacht and other clubs that you know into the international team like we've seen um, a wonderful game last uh, last Saturday it wasn't for the fan tartars it was a tough physical uh, game uh, Ireland had to be out of the blocks early they had to uh, stand up to the, the power of, of uh, South Africa because they, they they play the power game you know high kicks up and then attacking and trying to get uh, from inside their, their you know get inside their 22 if they can but Ireland done exceptionally well in um, in holding them out and to hold them out in the first half and then to get two fantastic tries and that then in the uh, 
uh, in the second in the second half, won by our our own Conor man Mark Mark Hansen, and also um, uh, that that you know uh, um, that the pack uh, you know stood out and they got a, a push over try as well. So again, um, you know all this uh, means now that. Uh, they they have beaten the All Blacks. They have beaten the world champions in South Africa. So now this weekend, uh, tomorrow they they face uh, Fiji. Uh, it'll be a much changed side. And Tyg Forlan is a very proud man, a Wexford man, to captain the side uh, to, tomorrow to lead them out against uh, Fiji. And the following week uh, will be the final of the the November games against Australia. So a lot to look forward to, Eden. That's it, and of course uh, we'd like to wish Ireland all the best. And of course, uh, I suppose really, um, you, you know, in in the RDS on Friday night as well, um, the night before the bit the big game, it was uh, yeah, it, it was um, <clears throat> a bit of a rampage against against the um, the All Blacks. But even though, like you know, I suppose they had uh, the All Blacks had some very experienced players as well, but so did Ireland. But uh, you know, I suppose you know they did score some very good tries. Ireland did. Um, it's, I suppose it's it's uh, not nice that they, they lost so heavily, but you know they did, they did score some very nice tries, and there's a, a lot of young players coming through, and that has shown that. And uh, of course, you know it's going to be very interesting to see how they come back from that. Like even though they lost heavily, there's a lot they can learn from that. And you know when you when you learn from it, you, you know you don't. It's it's a uh, it's going to be good for the future. Oh, ab- absolutely, and uh, you know, I suppose the the All Blacks they have a they had a number of experienced players on the team, as you say, and they probably were together a bit longer than the uh, Irish side in 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 preparing for the game. Uh, some of the Irish players wouldn't have played together before, so it is an an experience, um, an experience, and hopefully, uh, you know, in defeat sometimes you you can maybe learn more than 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 winning the game. So hopefully, that a lot of players there. Uh, will will learn from 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 that game. Know what they have to do. Know what they have to do to come up to the standard that our first team uh, in our uh, Irish team is setting at the minute. And they have a good bit to go. A lot of players have, and you know, it's that is always the worry is the strength in, in depth and the strength in depth. Uh, like when you have players like Johnny Sexton and Johnny Sexton. Uh, staying on the pitch nearly until the bitter end. Um, uh, I know he's captain of the side and doesn't like coming off, but you know, at the end of the day, he should have been substituted a lot earlier uh, against uh, South Africa uh, last weekend and uh, and to save himself. But you know, it will be enough. Other people will get their opportunity this weekend, and they'll get get you know plenty of opportunity to show. But uh, you know, at, when you go to the World Cup, you will ship a number of injuries in the pool game so that's where, where you need to have your your strength and depth and that's what Andy Farrell is trying to to, to build at, at the present time and of course uh, another thing from the Ireland A team versus uh, New Zealand 15 uh, looking at their fly half uh, Damien he was very he was excellent well deserved of his man of the match yeah, well, he, you know, as he as he said in the interview uh, himself afterwards, it was an easy ride, really, because he was so protected by his forwards that he was getting, he was able to stand in the pocket and get lovely clean ball back to him. I don't think a, an Irish person laid a hand on him that he had he had so much uh, room. And when you get that much room and and your and your pack go, driving forward, it's uh, uh, it's easy to have a good game. But at the same time, uh, he's such an experienced player. He he, he um you know his pass and his kick and everything was was uh, spot on, on on the day and some of his conversions uh, were out of this world and of course like you know given the skill given the skill set that he has and the, the the quality of player he is i'm sure it won't be too long before he'll be given uh, the um, the first team uh, you know some selection headaches as well i'm sure he'll be kind of there thereabouts in the plans for the for the for the proper uh, new zealand side well, indeed, and, and like that's the reason the All Blacks are are playing these games as well, and that they that they want the games uh, uh, to give an opportunity to players like that, and players like himself put, definitely put his hand up uh, to make the first team. 
That's it. Well, listen, thanks very much for taking the time out to do uh, Rugby View with myself. Uh, and uh, we look we look forward to uh, hopefully what will be uh, another victory this week. And, uh, of course, I suppose, you know, even though even though they had a good win against uh, South Africa, there's, uh, there's a lot tougher games to come, both in the November internationals and then when it comes to the Six Nations and the New Year and, uh, of course, the, new, the World Cup itself. Absolutely, you know, you know, as you rightly said, like the, these two games now against Fiji and Australia, they go in, to, to, you know, they they go back to their particular provinces, which will they'll have very tough games because they'll be going into the European uh, the European competitions, uh, the Champions Cup, and uh, for Connacht into the Challenge Cup. These will be tough games. So again, you know, they, you know, there always the danger of injury with these, with, with a lot of these games. And then back into the, the Pro 16 and onto the, um, and onto the internationals to the Six Nations Championships in, in the springtime then. That's it, because I mean, you know, n- neither Andy Farrell nor the players will be getting, will, will be, um, you know, they won't be uh, getting carried away with this because they know they have to play South Africa in the pool stages of the of the World Cup. And of course, you know, when they play each other in, in a test game, that's one thing. But, uh, you know, when it comes to a World Cup game, that's a, that's a totally different, uh, a totally different outfit and a lot, a lot harder to play against. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as I said, you know, as I mentioned, the the pool games aren't going to be simple, and even even Scotland uh, have often been a bogey team for for Ireland uh, in the in the group stage as well. So that's the you know that's what Ireland will have to be up for, and that's why you you need more than the fifteen players that you have on the field uh, when you're playing in the pool stages. You nearly have to have thirty players uh, uh, there uh, to to be you know to change and to fresh up the team and um, you know have have a break in be in between but like the, you know when you're playing at that particular level you need to be nearly putting your best team out and that's where it puts the pressure on on the the be- better players that's it well listen thanks very much for coming and doing the uh, rugby viewers this week and we look forward to talking to you again next week thanks very much Aidan no problem thanks very much and that's uh, that's Adrian Leddy from Craig's Rugby Club Hello everyone, how are you doing? You're very welcome back to Friday Sport with myself, Aidan Rafferty and the show is always kindly sponsored by Best Drive here in Roscommon Town. So next up we've uh, we've another very, a very good interview with uh, a guy that did uh, the Dublin City Marathon recently. Uh, he ran it in 3 hours 58 minutes. His name is Tom Ward. He's a local man from Craig's and uh, yeah, so hello uh, Tom, how are you? Hello Aidan, how are you? Not too bad, great to have you on board. So I suppose uh, before we go any further, just tell us a bit about your background and uh, you know h- how you got into doing marathons in the first place well in about five or six years ago i'd have been i'd be i'd have been overweight and 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 not fit and you know if, if you asked me to at that time maybe five or six years ago to maybe run 100 meters i'd be out of breath yeah so um i i, I sort of wanted to lose weight and i was wondering how would i lose weight and this and that but um I, I always remember an event going back maybe five or six years ago. Uh, a man say down the road from me in a different village, John Tobin. Mm. He, he he was he had he had uh, he dreamt that he he'd he'd climb Claude Patrick, and and well, it was more of a challenge than an event, more so than anything. And I remember that around that time, I remember Basil Fine and he made some sort of a buggy that with wheels that could bring up John. Yeah, Do you know, and um, and I, I travelled down. I travelled down to Patrick that morning just to see the event happening at the top wood. Mm. And I was I was above at the top wood when John came up with all with all his helpers and uh, his family and friends and the whole lot. And yeah, I I I don't know. I just got inspiration from that, you know. And yeah. when I wa- walked down to the bottom of Crow Patrick, I was very stiff after it and yeah. got into the car and. I just more or less said to myself, Jesus, if young Tobin can do that, yeah. anyone can do whatever they want to do, like, if they, if they work hard at it. So what was it that, um, how, what, what was it that made you focus completely just on kind of doing marathons or, or running? I wasn't, I wasn't sort of focused on marathons at the time. It was far from, far from me. Uh, 